Have you ever had that situation where everything just starts to feel routine? It feels like the same old day after day. You just start to get bored with everything that's going on. You wake up in the morning and you go to the same job you've always done. You're doing the same task. You stop by the same cafe, grab the same coffee, talk to the same cashier. You go home at night and go through the same routine. You wake up in the morning and you have the same breakfast. Every morning you get up and it's the same thing over and over. And you start to feel a little restless. You feel like there's got to be something more. You feel unfulfilled. You just feel that, that tension in the bottom of your stomach that this can't be all there is. The same thing can happen with your faith. Maybe you've been coming to worship week after week and all of a sudden it starts to sound like you're hearing the same sermons week after week. It might be a little bit different packaging, but the message sounds the same. And your devotional routine doesn't seem to be filling you up anymore. The the prayers you have memorized that you've been saying for years, suddenly you're rushing through. You've you've said the prayer before supper, but you forgot what you even said. You you didn't really give thanks to Jesus. You, You just moved past it. You said the Lord's Prayer and breezed past asking for forgiveness as you forgive others without even thinking about what you might need forgiveness for. Now, I'm not dismissing routine or structure or the things that that we have in place that that help us get by, but sometimes you feel like there's got to be something deeper, something more to hold on to. You feel that restlessness in your soul that that this can't be all that there is. Now, I, I had that feeling when I was at the seminary, and that might be surprising to you, but When you're at the seminary, it's easy to get bogged down in learning head knowledge. I learned a lot. I read a lot of books. I learned a lot of things. Learned how to prepare a Bible study. How to write a sermon and hopefully write good ones. Learned how to to prepare and translate the Greek and hopefully remember how to translate the Hebrew that I was supposed to have learned better than I probably did. Yeah, I had all this head knowledge coming in, but I felt like there, there must be something more. See, I came to the seminary to reach out to the lost and the broken, the hurting. I wanted to put those things I was learning as I was going deeper and deeper into Scripture than I'd ever been before. I wanted to share those truths meaningfully with the lost, with the broken. I wanted to see the rubber hit the road. I didn't want to just know the truth. I wanted it to make an impact on other people's lives. And so there I was, and and I felt that restlessness in my soul. It was about that time that I met Robert. He was working with Young Life and was working at Washington University. He was reaching out to a lot of kids who had been hurt by the church, who were on the the margins of society, who who maybe didn't know the gospel all that well. They'd heard stories, but they they just were open to faith and, and honest conversation. If you were willing to listen, they were willing to hear. They just wanted to be, know that, that you cared about what they thought as well. And they were going through real issues. I, I started to, I met him and I started to, to follow after him. I started to seek him out. And as I, I got to know him, he invited me to join him at Wash U, to learn from him. The reason I, I wanted to follow him is because I thought he had something that, that I needed. He had something that that I thought I wanted. I wanted to put my faith into practice to reach out to the lost. 
See, as we come to today's gospel lesson, we come and we find the followers of John the Baptist. They've been with him. They've heard his message. They've heard and believed that the kingdom of God is at hand. The time to repent is now. They know full well the the sinfulness of their own lives, just as people today know guilt and shame, frustration, oppression, and, and brokenness. The people of Jesus' day, of John's day, knew these feelings too. See, the the disciples, uh, the followers of John the Baptist, they knew all too well the weight of the law. They they felt trapped because they had heard the standards proclaimed by the Pharisees and the scribes, the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, that to be perfect in God's eyes, to be holy in God's eyes, meant to follow every commandment perfectly. And they knew they, they just couldn't live up to it. As they, they were hoping that there was something more and they saw something in John, but they were waiting that, for something that might give them deliverance, might give them hope. And then one day, as the day after John the Baptist baptized this, this man, Jesus, he walks by again and John sees him and he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So these followers of John, they leave and they, they follow after Jesus. And as they come near, Jesus turns to them and he asks, what are you seeking? That's a loaded question. You you can answer that as shallow as you want, or you can go to the depths of the human soul. What are you seeking? The disciples, these followers of John, they wanted to know who this man was. What this lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world was going to do and what it might mean for their lives. And so they responded, Rabbi, where are you staying? That, that might seem like an odd response. But what they were asking is, Jesus, where can we find you? Where can we come to be around you, to be near you, to learn from you, to find out what you're all about and what it might mean for us? They wanted to know who Jesus was. As God's people who have come into worship, who have sought out Jesus, who come to hear his word, I ask you the same question Jesus asked his disciples. What are you seeking? What is it you're longing for? Are you longing for peace with your past or with present circumstances? Are you seeking hope for tomorrow or for your family or or that relationships might be mended? Are you seeking an identity that can't be shaken by social media or what other people might say about you? Are you seeking freedom and forgiveness from the shame and the guilt that you've experienced and that you carry with you day after day? Whatever it is you seek, Jesus' answer to you is the same as it was to the disciples. Come and you will see. Come Hear my words. Listen to what I have to say about life and about the Father. Listen to what I have to offer you. See, Jesus challenges us to put into practice what he says, to hear his words and let them shape our lives. Jesus calls on us to follow him where he leads. See, John ends his gospel, not John the Baptist, but the A gospel writer, John, ends his gospel by saying, these things, this gospel has been written so that you might come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. And that by 
knowing him, by believing in him, you might have life. All of this was written. The gospel was written. The whole New Testament was written so that you might come to know who God is in this man, Jesus Christ. That you might see and hear the good news of what he has done for you. See, that's the gospel, not, not what you accomplish for God, but what has already been completed. It is finished for you. As you come and you seek, you come to Jesus and you find and you seek all that you were after. You come to know that all of those prophecies, all of the promises of the Old Testament find their fulfillment in Jesus the Christ. And so God, Jesus tells his disciples, come and follow me. Jesus says the same thing to his disciples today, to you and me. He bids us, come and follow him. See where he, was, where he is leading. See where he is moving. Answer his call. Join him in the work he is already doing ahead of you. Yes, that's scary. It's challenging when God invites us to, to follow him, to go into the unknown. But all the, the greatest things in life take risk. Marriage and, and love, relationships and travel, friendships, they all take risk. God invites us to come and see where he's doing what he is doing and invites us to put his words into practice and to see and test if he will not be faithful. He promises he will be. So yes, it, it takes courage to follow Jesus. But those who sit on the sidelines, those who are cautious, while they, they may be safe and they may be alive, they're not really living. Jesus promises that if you, find, if you come and seek after him, you will find life in the full. Jesus says, come and seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. If you look for his kingdom, you will find it. But seeking, knocking, and following are all active things we do. Jesus challenges us to put his words into practice. He doesn't call for us as his disciples to gather here, hear his words, sit around, sing kumbaya, and move on and never put it into practice. This is, discipleship is an active thing. It calls us out onto the waters. It calls us out in faith. It challenges us to be brave, to have risk, and to, to show courage in difficult circumstances. That's nothing new. All the heroes of the faith went through the same thing. Just think through the stories of Abraham and Moses, Joshua and David, Jeremiah and Daniel, Peter and Paul, Luther and Mother Teresa, and on and on. You can list the saints and what they've gone through. So as God's people today, as God's disciples today, we shouldn't expect anything different. Rather, God calls us to a life where we walk, following him, meditating on his words, putting them into practice, just as Psalm 1 and Psalm 119 bid us to do, that we, we actively walk following God, having his words in our heart. And as we walk, we follow where he leads, even when it's dangerous, even when it's scary, even when it's challenging. God calls us to put his words into practice. As you follow Jesus, you know, he invites us to follow him. That's not surprising. He calls on us to, to put his words into practice, and that's, that's what mentors do. As you follow, you learn what it looks like 
to imitate the master. An apprentice learns from someone who has mastered the skills. That's what we're called to do as God's people. And so as I followed Robert, I learned skills. I followed him around and I I watched what he did. I got coaching sessions with him. I went with him to Washington University and, and listened to him speak and act and talk with these kids. But the more I learned, I started to, to learn the, the principles and values behind what he was doing. And as I learned that, I felt the freedom to put those same things into practice in my own way that were true to who I was, because I'm not Robert. But I, I can use those same skills, those same techniques with my own personality, the way that, that I am free to live. See, it's funny, as I followed Robert, I, I learned... I learned a lot of skills. I learned a lot of things. And while I did learn some about what it looked like to reach out to the lost, the thing, which is what I thought I needed and what I thought I wanted, but what I found as I followed him was that I learned something so much deeper, something so much greater. As I followed him, I learned what it looked like to be a faithful disciple, what it looked like to be a man, what it looked like to be a leader what it looked like to seek out mentors and coaches to continue to help me grow. What you'll find often is, as you follow Jesus, is not what you thought it would be. But in Jesus, if you seek, you will find what you need. So often the things we we think we need are actually masking something deeper that we're looking for. The disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus asking where he was staying, wanting to know what he was about. And as Jesus welcomed them in and invited them to come with him, they found, something, they found so much more. They found a life of purpose and meaning. They found freedom and forgiveness. They found the Messiah. They found something so much greater. What you notice is that as you seek, you don't always find what you are looking for. Sometimes you find not what you thought, but what you truly needed. Jesus' call is simple. Seek and remain with me. Follow me on the path of life and you will find peace and hope and freedom. See, while the gospel doesn't promise us a life of comfort, doesn't promise an easy, unchallenging life, God promises that as we're going through the challenges, as we're going through the struggles, that he will give us peace and purpose. He will give us comfort through the gospel, that we will have all that we need. As we follow him, we we put his words into practice. We hear that call of the gospel. We learn his story, and we learn those words. They, They sink into our hearts. See, as you follow Jesus, you will learn how to remain, how to abide in his word, how to Let that be the center of your heart. You will find what you need. All those things you were seeking that I was asking earlier. You will find peace with your past and peace in the present circumstances that transcends human understanding. You will find an identity that cannot be shaken by anything in this world or by what anyone says. You will find security for tomorrow in an uncertain world. You will find freedom and forgiveness with the guilt and the shame. The chains will fall off. All that you need is found in Christ. The love that you're longing for 
Neither height nor depth, neither angel nor demon, no nothing in all of creation can take that from you when you are in Christ. See, as God's people, as his church, we hear his words, we seek and we follow after him wherever he leads. Even if it makes us feel uncomfortable and uneasy, if it takes us outside of, of our box that we've predefined, God challenges us to go and to rest in him, even as we are walking on the challenging paths of life. Because his promises are sure. They will never fail. He bids us to come and seek what he has to offer. See if he will not be faithful. His words give us life and give us hope that does not fail. As his disciples, we are called to put that into practice as we follow wherever he leads. Amen.